Hi, everyone, and welcome to Avid Travel with Britton Frost. I, of course, am your host, Britton Frost, and today we're going to be talking about solo travel. So I think that there's a lot that people who maybe haven't looked into booking a trip solo or just look uh, kind of getting into taking a trip solo, there are a lot of things that you have to take into consideration that you may not think about. When we look at cruise fares, we often see that it says price per person. And it seems like, you know, that's the fare. And if you're going with a friend or if you're going with a a partner or a family member or whoever you're traveling with, each person is paying that one fare. But when you're traveling solo, it's different because you are, as one person, taking up the space of two people. And so a lot of times, you know, cruise lines, when they're booking these cabins, they can book a cabin and make twice as much off of it than they would by just being able to sell it to you as a solo traveler. And so that is why we have what is called a single supplement. Now, um, some of you who are listening probably have heard of single supplements, and maybe some of you haven't. So I'm just going to run over what a single supplement is before we get started with any of this, because um, that is going to be coming up a lot in the podcast. So a single supplement is a fee that you have to pay as a solo traveler um, to be able to book a cabin solo. And sometimes when we look at single supplements, you know, we see a 200% single supplement. So you're paying essentially the cruise fare of two people, as I mentioned. So if the price on the cruise is $3,200 per person, you paying that 200% supplement are paying $6,400. So you're really just multiplying the cruise fare by two. But we also see oftentimes with uh, solo traveler promotions, and some cruise lines in general just have lower single supplements. Um, but with these promotions, we'll see things like 125%, 150%, 175% solo supplement. So then you're paying your per person cruise fare and then 25, 50, or 75% of, um, of the other person's fare. So you're taking... Yeah, I mean, I think I think that makes sense. So if your cruise is $1,000 per person and you have a 125% solo supplement, you will be paying $1,000 to $1,250 opposed to that $2,000 that you would be paying um, if you were paying a 200% single supplement. So I think that makes sense and is kind of a good baseline, but Really, uh, the lowest single supplement that you can get without it being waived, which cruise lines will do occasionally, um, is is 125% um, for the most part. Uh, And I don't think, I mean, I've never heard of anything lower than that, but maybe some people have. So it's either waived or 125, and then 150 and 175 and 200. So really 125 and 150% are going to be about the best that you can do. So before we look at which cruise companies are best for solo travelers and, you know, um, waiving single supplements and things like that, I just want to talk about the solo traveler experience because I think that this is definitely something that people take into consideration, but it might get put on the back burner, um, is that traveling solo can be, a, it can be hard. Um, you know, if you're flying, having to fly alone and, and be in airports and, you know, sitting alone while, when you have layovers and things like that, um, it can be a lonely process. And 
Um, I'm someone who travels alone pretty frequently and it's not something that I mind, but if you're someone who constantly needs to be talking to people, um, you know, you might not always get that. And once you're on board, I think it's a little bit different and we'll get to that onboard experience in just a minute. But, you know, leading up to the trip and before you get on the ship, you are looking at, you know, doing the doing flights alone, um, arranging transportation and not and not only that, you know, you're kind of only consulting yourself. So you don't have someone else to help make decisions. You're you're booking air, you're finding transportation and it, it can be hard. Um, so the number one thing that I always suggest, and we'll get into this a little bit again later, is to go to a travel agent and try to have them help you book because um, it's always good to get a second perspective. And I think uh, we'll, we'll talk more about the agencies in a minute because we'll get to some tips about avoiding single supplements. And that is one of them. Um, but I think that having a travel agent who can really kind of help you book book air and and uh transportation and kind of give input uh, on cruising and which cruise lines you should take is valuable um and then you know so so that's kind of like the pre-cruise things that you're gonna have to deal with and then once you're on board the great thing about cruising is that it's so different to go on a cruise alone than it is to go on a regular trip where maybe um, you're, you're visiting somewhere and staying in a hotel because when you're staying in a hotel, yeah, maybe you can go to the bar and meet other people. But oftentimes when you're in a city and you go to dinner, you know, you can't just walk up to a table of people. I mean, I guess theoretically you could, but it might be uncomfortable. Walk up to a table of people and say, Hey, I'm going to sit with you all because I want to have dinner with people. And when you're on a ship, you can do that. You know, you're, you're often seated in groups of people and, um, you know, you can you can ask to be put at certain tables and ask to sit with other people. And so then you're really kind of meeting people and it doesn't take very much effort. And then, you know, on cruises in general, you're meeting people because you're meeting people who are like minded. You know, you're all going to the same place. There are things to look forward to. You can go to shows, talk about entertainment, go to the bars on the ships. And so there are many activities that you can do alone but you're also still surrounded by other people. So cruising really fosters this, uh, this environment, like I said, where you're where, where you're with people who are like-minded and you're going and you're doing the same things day to day. And maybe, you know, if you've taken an excursion, you can meet people that way, or you can talk about uh, what you did in town or what you did, you know, in whatever port of call you're in. And so then you have this background where people are sharing experiences and it just makes it a little bit easier to relate. Um, so I don't think that I've ever been on a cruise where I've really felt like, oh, I'm so alone, I'm so bored, I have no one to talk to, because almost always you can find people um, to talk to, especially on ocean cruises, on bigger ships. Um, but but just in general, and you, you definitely meet people through dinner. That's one of the best ways. But I will say that oftentimes, like when I cruise alone, that first day, that first second that I'm on board and I get on board and I'm unfamiliar with the ship and I don't really know where to go, it it can be awkward sometimes and feeling like you're kind of um, crowding in on people or interrupting them. But there are times where, you know, when I was on Celebrity Edge in, in the fall of last year, I was sitting alone 
And I, I was having a martini by myself and I was just looking around waiting for someone to sit with me because there were a lot of journalists on board. It was, um, one of the preview sailings. And so, you know, I was kind of waiting for someone to approach me or me to find someone else that I could approach. And it it just didn't happen. So I, I sat there alone and I was on my phone and, you know, I, I often take a book with me so I can do that, but you have to be willing to experience some of that discomfort. And maybe, you know, if you're someone who's been traveling alone for a long time or someone who's been single for a long time, um, you might be used to that already. So I'm someone who goes out to dinner, uh, at, at home by myself and goes to movies alone and things like that. So I think that, you know, before you decide to do a trip by yourself, we're going to be in an unfamiliar environment for as as little as a week. Um, You should definitely, yeah, of course, make sure that you're comfortable being alone. But I don't know how many people would consider going on a cruise that that weren't already comfortable with that. Um, But yeah, I mean, it, it is important to note because while I'm telling you that you'll have a lot of experiences to kind of mingle with fellow travelers, you might also not, you know, there might be times where you're uncomfortable. But then after your first few days on the ship, when you're really getting to know people, um, that's when you start forming relationships and finding things to do and people will invite you to do things. And it's nice. So I just think that it should be mentioned that, you know, sometimes on those first couple of hours and before you have that first dinner and meet people, it can be a little bit awkward. Um, But, you know, that's all part of it. And that's part of being alone anyway. Uh, And maybe for some people, it's not awkward. And for me, it is, but I also enjoy it. So um, just kind of be in tune with yourself, I guess, is my first word of advice, I guess. Um, So let's look at some of the cruise lines that offer single cabins, because that is going to be the easiest way to avoid paying a single supplement. Now, you might be paying more than you would pay um, for half of a, a regular cabin on these Uh, single cabins. It just is going to depend on the cruise line and the cabin. Um, But generally, uh, it's going to be a lower cost. And also, you're not going to look at paying that supplement because your stateroom is designed for one person and only meant to be sold for one person. So Norwegian, Holland America Line, Royal Caribbean, and Cunard all offer single cabins. Um, I'm going to start with Cunard, Royal Caribbean, and Holland America Line, and then we'll talk about Norwegian last because Norwegian has some things that are really of interest to me as a solo traveler. Um, So as I said, all of these cruise lines offer single cabins, and they all have various daily activities that bring solo travelers together. So Holland America Line might have some special events like trivia, wine tasting, cooking demonstrations, things like that. Um, Canard has various daily activities. Royal Caribbean has various social events as well. And so there are gatherings where solo travelers can can go to meet. Now, what's different with Norwegian is that they have, so the Norwegian single um, cabins are called studio cabins. And Norwegian has a studio lounge, which is exclusive for solo travelers. So that's somewhere that everyone who's staying in those studio cabins can go and meet and then that way you know that you're meeting other single passengers. Um, and and I just think that that's really neat because there's not really um, a, I guess, 
it's not as rigid as maybe like going to an event. You can go and sit at your leisure and um, it doesn't, that doesn't bring everyone together at once, but you know, you might be sitting there and, and end up talking to someone. So I think that that's interesting. And I will say that I have never been in any of these single cabins and I've also never, um, been to this lounge or anything, but it just sounds really nice. And I watched a few videos of, about it. And, um, I just, I think that Norwegian for me kind of has a little bit of an edge, um, just because of that, but also it's going to depend on the type of ship that you want, right? Like Norwegian is definitely a bigger cruise line as is Royal Caribbean, uh, where you're going to be looking at larger ships that maybe, maybe aren't interesting to you. And same goes the other way around. Maybe Holland America line is a little bit too small for you and, um, you know, maybe not, not the vibe that you're looking for. So any of those, I would definitely say first look at the cruise line itself. Don't let the uh, cabin or that, you know, the the gatherings be what motivates you to book a certain cruise line. I would definitely say look at the cruise line first and then let everything else fall into place um, just because that's always my advice. <laughs> just look at the cruise line first and then figure out destinations and everything like that. Um, so I was reading an article about, you know, some tips to, on how to avoid solo supplements. And I think that there are uh, quite a few ways, but one thing that I read in this article, and this is actually the only thing from this list that really stood out to me because I had never thought of it before, was to set a Google alert for, uh, whichever trip that you want to take. So this, the people that wrote this article said, set a Google alert in the format where it says single supplement waived and then wherever you want to go. So single supplement waived Ireland, single supplement waived Baltic. And then that way you'll get alerts when certain cruise lines have waived single supplements. And I think that that's a really, really genius idea because it kind of takes some of the work out of it for you. So let's get on to a couple more tips. Um, the number one thing that I would recommend is, as I said, using a travel agent. Because if you go to a travel agent and you say, hey, I'm a solo traveler, they're going to be able to look at which cruise lines are offering what, who's waiving single supplements. And I will say that there are a lot of cruise lines that have the single supplements waived. Um, I know Oceana had a few, Regent had a few, um, and then and then some cruise lines start lower. So if you go to a travel agent, they will really be able to help you, especially as a solo traveler, kind of pick something where you're not going to be looking at that 200% single supplement, hopefully. Um, and so that that would be my number one word of advice before anything else. Make sure that you you find a travel agent. Um, and then one thing that we've talked about, Ralph and me, is finding roommates. And I think that this is a little bit sticky, um, but but plenty of people do it because they really don't want to pay this two hundred percent supplement. Um, so there are, there are various forums where people can look for roommates for trips. Um, and I mean, the only downside about that is that you may possibly be looking at sharing a cabin with someone who you don't know and possibly don't like for seven days. So, you know, if there's a huge 
I, I would think that, you know, it's kind of like a college roommate situation where you're vetting people a little bit and seeing what their interests are. And so, you know, there have been multiple people who have started cruising as roommates and then, you know, kept going and travel together. But I, I don't I have never personally heard any roommate horror stories on cruises. But, you know, if you're dropping a pretty penny on a cruise fare, I'm talking, you know, thousands of dollars, um, tens of thousands of dollars even, then you really want to make sure that you're going to have a great experience. And um, maybe adding someone else into the mix isn't going to give that to you. But then again, like I'm not the type of person who stays in my cabin a lot. So if I'm just using it for lodging, like I don't think that I would mind having a roommate. I do think for sure that a roommate would mind having me as a roommate because I snore very loudly. And so there are multiple things that you have to take into consideration. But, you know, it's just another part of planning the trip. Um, But that is definitely something that I have probably heard most from solo travelers who are looking uh, looking to avoid paying single supplements is one tip is to find roommates. And I have definitely heard of people doing this. And I'm sure that a lot of you have as well, or maybe some of you have even found roommates and have good stories about them. Um, and then I guess the last kind of component of this is just taking someone along with you. Um, if you're looking at a certain itinerary on a certain cruise line and it's really speaking to you and there is no other option than to pay a 200% supplement, take a friend with you. I have a friend who did a river cruise in France a couple of months ago uh, with a friend of hers because the friend had been looking at booking this cruise with Viking and Viking's single supplement is 200%. And so Nancy was going to be looking at paying 200% of the cruise fare anyway. And so she asked my friend to go with her um, because, you know, if the friend could pay air or whatever, then she was really paying what she would be paying anyway. Um, So that's kind of my like final piece of advice if all else fails. Um, But I think that definitely looking at a travel agent and it's really, really easy to find these solo supplement deals through the cruise lines. So if you just go into Google and, you know, when I was researching for this podcast, I I kind of just looked up um, waived solo supplement and then whatever cruise line you're looking at. um, And then oftentimes you can find a page of a promotion page on their website that includes a list of sailings where single supplements may be reduced or waived. Um, But, you know, that's about it. It's, it's definitely hard to travel as a single traveler for multiple reasons, but I think that the number one reason is the price. And so, you know, use an agent, try to find a roommate, you know, use any of these tips that we've, that I've given And um, let me know how they work out. And if you are a solo traveler and you have experiences with roommates or something like that, I would love to hear about it. But, you know, I think that a lot of people who are looking at taking a cruise and saying, I'll do it by myself for the first time and haven't really looked into it are quite surprised at how expensive cruising solo can be, where you think that it would be less expensive because you're only paying for one person. But in reality, sometimes you're paying for two when it's just one of you. So uh, please feel free to reach out if you have any single travel stories. My email is always in the description there. 
And uh, I hope that you all have a great week as always. And I will see you next time. Bye.